Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and today's podcast was recorded when I was in Las Vegas for our most recent Blackjack Bootcamp. It is with Stan the Caddy and ZK, who are a couple of high-stakes, full-time professional card counters on the road. They have uh, won multiple six figures, and uh, my guest co-host for this is Joe748, and there are a couple things that I think make this podcast unique. One is it really gets into the the endless debate of maximizer versus optimizer. Now, these phrases, uh, to me, I first read about them in Ian Anderson's book, Burning the Tables in Las Vegas. And a maximizer is someone that is just going after the EV, damn the costs, I'm not going to use any cover, betting, or playing, and I'm going to be maximizing every penny I can at the tables, and when the casinos back me off, I move on to the next place. The optimizer says, hey, I'm going to cost myself some EV, to try to make this last longer so I get more money in the long run. Which one is right? Well, that's for you to decide, but Stan, the caddy, and ZK, uh, they fit in the same camp as Joe748 and the church team, which was the team that I ran, and the the team I played for before that with some friends, which was very much in the maximizer camp. So this is that makes it an interesting discussion. You can see what you think and if you're influenced or pushed one way or the other. Another thing that I think is unique about this is really their partnership. And I've been a part of teams and I've seen a lot of teams come and go. Uh, I've been a part of teams that didn't last very long and teams that lasted a long time. And there are some unique uh, aspects to how they have their partnership arranged that I really think gives them a high chance of this working for a long time. And and honestly, it was just cool to hear about and see how they have things set up uh, to really benefit the team more than the individual. So with that being said, let's get into today's interview. Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and I am here with Stan the Caddy, Z King, and special guest host, co-host, Joe748. How's it going, guys? You want to introduce yourselves so people can get to know whose voice is here? Yeah, I'm, I'm Stan the Caddy. I think uh, it'll be pretty obvious which one of us is uh, who after uh, Z King speaks here. Hi, everybody. I'm Z King. Hi, I'm Joe748. No. <laughs> hey, it's Joe748. Awesome. So uh, thanks for joining us, guys. And uh, let's get right into your story. Uh, a story of awe and wonder and backoffs and trespasses. Uh, let's start off with how you guys got started and uh, even started teaming up together. Why don't, Stan, you want to tell us how you got into Advantage Play? Yeah, actually, um, uh, I was a few weeks out from starting to train for a national powerlifting contest, and I had a major heart attack and um, um, was able to actually survive it and then um uh i needed something to keep that competitiveness in me and uh, i've been to been to vegas tons of times already just for fun i mean and, uh, so i played blackjack and i thought i could beat the system with the martingale system yeah and figured out after about two years when i there was a, a just one trip where it, it just did not work and so I figured that. Oh, was wait, not two years—that's a pretty good winning streak for Martingale. It, it was actually it was a pretty good winning streak. Of a, well, that you know, it does work yeah. until it doesn't, it doesn't work. work. Exactly, that's what I figured out. And uh, so, I mean, I, I, I even as a you know recreational gambler, I was pretty disciplined. And uh, basic strategy, I was probably about 95 percent. So I got into the, the card counting uh, to sort of feed my competitive you know, drive and, uh, and, and it worked. Wow. Yep. And, and how long did you spend training? Like, what was that progress from? Okay. Yeah. Well, I, well, I, I joined in June and, uh, of, was it 2019? And, uh, I, I spent a significant amount of time each day practicing. I mean, lots. Yeah. Is it five, maybe six hours a day. And, um, and then by August, I started going to the casino, and I, I knew I was, I was probably ready before that, but I'm really, really a preparation freak where I have to be 100% prepared or I just, it, it'll drive me crazy if I'm not pre- prepared. And if I make a mistake because I'm not prepared, that bothers me more than probably anything. 
And I'm just kind of curious how much time you were previously putting into powerlifting training. It was, it was um, powerlifting. I was on a path of self-destruction and, and uh, blackjack probably sort of saved me a little bit on that. And even the heart attack, because I was just doing stuff that I never did in my life before as far as, um, you know, steroids and stuff that, you know, I, I didn't do until I, you know, in 2019 was the first time. And, you know, I held the world, uh, world record in weightlifting when I was younger. And, you know, and that was all natural. But uh, it was, I was just at a point in time in my life where I, was, I just didn't really give a crap anymore. And, wow. And, uh, and to powerlifting is way different than bodybuilding because we have to take in a certain amount of protein each day. And it's just, it's an insane amount of eating. You know, I was eating somewhere around 340 to 360 grams of protein a day. And it's just, it's absolutely disgusting. I, I felt just terrible. What's the equivalent in uh, Denny's Grand Slam for protein? How many of those would you have to order in order to? Well, I, like your, like your average chicken breast is probably like somewhere around twenty-seven grams of protein. So, it's like fifteen yeah, chicken breasts. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you're drinking a lot of shakes. Yeah, and I was eating so much red meat, and I, I, I just literally felt disgusting. Wow. So, but was it was it equivalent the amount? Of, I'm wondering, you know, were you spending like several hours a day focused on powerlifting, and then yeah. several hours a day? Well, I, I never was in powerlifting and the card counting at yeah. the same time. But um, but as far as uh, time wise, I think um, they're they're somewhat equivalent, you know, because once I especially once I devote myself to something, I'm all in, you know, and it's it it's almost I get consumed by stuff. It's not an obsession type of thing, but I get consumed like. I remember playing the same music and counting down the decks in my bedroom, like all alone at, you know, one in the morning. That sounds pretty common for all the pros that are around. It's just that same sort of spirit. It may look a little different person to person, but the overall background is sort of that same energy. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's a level of devotion needed that if you don't have, you're not going to, you're not going to be here, you know, sharing your story. Um, I think how, how obsessive that level of devotion is, is varies from, from person to person. But, but I think if you have the experience of like giving a hundred percent to something, it's not difficult to shift that. Yeah. The, the, the problem with me is like, um, and I don't know if it's a problem or a good thing, but, uh, powerlifting was so natural for me and easy in some ways, not that I didn't put a lot of time into it. Anything I do other, you know, if it was, um, I did some motorsports racing, anything I did, I try to get to that level I was at in powerlifting. And it's and it's extremely hard to take something that you're sort of natural at and try to be, to go to that top level and to try to do everything at that top level. Yeah. So I think throughout my life, it's, you know, that's probably been something that probably hasn't been good to me in some aspects because I, I, tr- I put so much into things that, you know, at some point I just have to take a break and just say, okay, yeah. you know. So Z King, how did you get into advantage play and, and how'd you meet this guy? <laughs> <laughs> well, it was, I believe 2019 also. It was one day all of a sudden my girlfriend and me went to a casino, pay some slot machine, lost like 50 bucks. And back home feels bad, you know, lost. Yeah. And then I start Googling, you know, the best edge in the casino, you know, maybe I can find the small edges, I can win more. And then I remember back on the day, I watched the movie 21, uh-huh. and then I know that, you know, cow counting exists, so I start digging more to it. Um, first thing I found was YouTube. Some guy named Conan says, <laughs> hey, I teach you how to count cards and stuff. Easy money, exactly. sign up now. Exactly, I'm like, huh, who's this guy? And then I keep looking at it, and oh, it makes more sense because, you know, the math and all that comes up. And yeah, um, just based on my background as, you know, Chinese Asian, a lot of, they just believe, you know, gambling is, you know, just bad. And a lot of them, they believe luck involved. So they don't really believe, you know, cat counting, you know, all that exists. They just think, oh, you just find an excuse to go to a casino. You just you know, gambling. Yeah. So when I started, it was actually really hard because nobody, you know, believed in me and also supported me. So basically, I'm just by myself, you know, reading Colin's books, you know, on the website, keep counting the cards. Actually, because the more 
they don't believe, the more I want to prove myself that, yeah. you know, your son or, you know, you can work, you know, it's awesome to, you know, just grab money from casinos. So I'm just, Sam is um, standing, just keep partying uh, six, seven hours a day. Oh, you know, wow. Same thing. And then one day I was in the casino. Well, I was, it was a few days ago. I believe it's about a month. And then one day I see a ball guy, <laughs> you know, try to shake a hand, put a $5 on it. And then I believe he was back counting back then. Yeah, for sure it was. Yeah, I was on the table. I was counting. I was, you know, doing the thing already. And when it's past two, some ball guy just jumped in next to me, put 20 bucks. I'm like, huh, okay. And then after a few while, I know he's a, you know, cat counter. And back of the day, because I don't know anybody, and if I find out somebody just doing this exactly the same thing, I mean, I'm like so happy about it. Like, oh my God, let me talk to him. But instead of say hi, uh, the first thing I says, what's your bankroll? <laughs> How much your bankroll is? Yeah, no, and that, he just laughed. Yeah, yeah that was my first day in the casino. As a you card guys card. bumped into each other on your first day in <laughs> my, the casino. My first, my first your day. first day. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was there about I was there about a month ago. Just doing well. I I, I wasn't doing much. I'm probably like five dollars, and then every ten dollars for two count. You know, yeah. it's still like a practice. Yeah. You know, and the early stage. Yeah, this is gonna be funny later on. But we would we would go at this casino. We would go like really early in the morning. Uh, for for a number of reasons, but the main reason was that they had the five dollar tables open, and you did not <laughs> want to play on the ten dollar tables. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because at noon they would change it to ten dollar minimum. I remember we, those days. Yeah, we just yeah. didn't want to. We just didn't want to play those. Yes, day by day, and then I see him more often. We talk more, and then he's like, "Oh, you know, we had the same page, you know." So yeah, we yeah. Friends and I just basically more. said to him, I don't know what you're talking about when he came up and said that to me. I'm like, who is this guy? <laughs> and how did, how did your girlfriend feel about this? She wasn't key at the beginning. Well, actually, she still think I'm gambling too at the uh -huh. beginning. But now, uh, she see the, you know, the cash and all that. She's more believe on it. And she's also a fire attendant. So I got a lot of oh, wow. advantage by you know, flying for free. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a so. huge, huge advantage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, I'm, but, I remember speaking to Joe about that, and he said that's got to be one of the best TV. <laughs> Asian, and you get free flights. I mean, that's that's what the Richard Munchkin combo where he <laughs> says, like, it adds an extra million to your career. The free flights. So, yeah. And as a family size, I still haven't told them what am I doing right now. After oh, really? After two years. Yeah. What do they What do they think you're doing right now? When I'm you're just telling gone them the I'm doing a job that require me, you know, file over the U.S. What's but the they job? See, they don't know. <laughs> investor. I I said it's an investor. I just tell them an investor. But they see, you know, I'm putting money, in, you know, to the account every month, so they okay with Vegas. And they don't suspect uh, drug dealing at all. Well, if it's drug dealing, it's not going to be cash. So. You know, because wife transfer, so it's got to be clean. <laughs> so how did you guys get on the same, was it easy to get on the same page as far as the style of play that you wanted to go about it? Well, actually pretty Yeah, was, we, we were identical on that. I mean, as far as the style of play, the one thing that's different was ZK, and I, I actually forgot to mention this in leading up to this, is uh, how he actually counts the high-low system. Oh, yeah. This is different than what you guys teach it. I know oh, yeah. It might be a little interesting for you to hear this. So oh, sure. I'll have him explain it to you. So, um, let's say the first round, when the dealer deals all the cards out, I count all the cards and then lock it out, like, let's say, past five. Okay? And then the next round, I start all over again. It says one, two, three, four. And let's say it's minus three. So, I use minus, uh, past five, minus three. Equal oh, okay. Instead of just, you know, sure. five, Add six, it, Instead seven. of updating yeah. with each card, this running count. Exactly. You... I do each round. Oh, interesting. So I locked it up. Let's say this round was past five. I can lock it up and then give talk to the people. And oh, come back okay. on it. Still, and then, you know, add. 
Interesting. I, yeah, I've never met anybody that does it that way. But what I always tell people, I don't care how you do it. It just has to be perfect all the time. Yeah, and he's accurate. When I, when I tested uh, or went to uh, boot camp and tested out, um, I came back and went to his business that he owned at time and pulled out the cards and tested them out. And, you know, he's, he's 100% accurate. Yeah. In the meantime, the scuffs will come in. I have to greet them and then come back to the tax. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you guys were on the same page, and maybe you could share a little bit. I think that's why uh, I asked Joe if he would, you know, be up for being on this because uh, the style of play, you know, uh, maybe there's some similarities. I'll let you explain. Um, yeah, sure. I mean, we're 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 super aggressive, and uh, I mean, I don't think I ever mentioned this, but you know, there's to Joe, but there are certain people that I listen to and the podcast up to this, and, and Yoshi and he are, are the two main ones that really you know lodged in me and i really focused on and they're almost sort of like you know this role models that i really want to like be similar to and uh, so we're super aggressive we will go from table minimum to and we've went up to two hands of 20 or we went up for one hand of 25 to two hands of 2000 uh-huh so we're super aggressive and we we we, we it just kills us to leave any ev on the table i remember zk one time did a little bit of cover and uh, I just tried it and he ended up getting backed off anyways or something. And he's like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Oh, anymore. the elephant thing? I don't, yeah, the, you did something. The elephant thing, like the first hand, yeah. like you put $50 on it. I, I forgot, it was stupid. What, what, was there any other like uh, experimentation you did at the beginning with smaller spreads or did you hear stories from other people with smaller spreads that made I, you gravitate towards not doing it that way? Or Not really. I mean, I, when I started out, I, I mean, I was, I was a little more careful. I just wanted to make, you know, like, uh, make sure that I was, you know, good to go. And then I was re- real fortunate right away to still have positive variants. So I was on my own before we teamed up, which was very short. I was up to two hands of an, a good double deck, two hands of 300. And then uh, we went on a trip in, uh, in the Midwest and the first casino we went to, which we can talk about later with license plate scanners. Um, it was colder and cold out. And I had to drop him off at the door and the license plate scanners literally nabbed him in 30 minutes of being there. And he's never at this casino before, but it was four degrees outside. And um, yeah. so we had another six seven hours to another area that had a, a double deck game with quarter deck pen and i made it two days and got backed off and he was still alive and i said and i sort of ran these scenarios through my head i said listen let's let's combine we can't leave town just because i'm done this game's too good and because i offered that to him to play with my money he has a really hard time trusting people to earn his trust it set in his mind and i because I trusted him with my money, that that gained his trust in me. And so he went from basically two hands of about 150 or 175 or something like that. To 500. To two hands of 500, just like, and I, I remember him, he was laying in bed, he's like, oh my God, he goes, I don't know. He's like, he was like stressing out. So at first when you were traveling together, you were just playing your own separate bankrolls? Yeah, the first just, time. Okay, and then it was the... It, it was really, it, yeah, it was the first trip we went out together, and you know, and that was, it, it was literally the the first casino we played at together, we, we ended up teaming up at. So how was that for, for each of you, the transition of, you know, your, uh, Z-King, you said uh, the first time you saw Stan bending his hands, shaking with $5. And, you know, now you're talking about, oh, you know, two spots of 500 or two spots of 2,000. Uh, you know, what, what was that transition period like for each of you? I mean, at the beginning, you know, you know, $500, you know, we still shake a little bit, but at the end, it's just like a lumber. It's just like a little chip to yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't, no I'm, matter two thousand, five thousand, it's just a chip. Yeah, from it, that it, point. It, I don't even think you realize it's money when you're. It's in some yeah. aspects when you're putting it out there in a the chip. It just you get so used to it, and uh, you know when you lose, you know, of course when you're on a, a losing session or whatever, you understand you're losing. But it's just it's just part of the game. I mean, I don't know how people can not bet when it calls for it. I mean. You have, if you're going to play aggressive, you know, especially the way we were, you know, you have to be willing to push the bets out no matter. Yeah, you know, sometimes it's hard, you know, because, you know, two eights against a 10, you're going to spread it. It's just, 
too hard, but you have to, you know, just have to. Um, so when you guys combine your bankrolls and we're, you know, kind of established this business relationship of teaming together, were, were there any um, disagreements as far as how to how to move forward, how to split things up, how you know how to? Actually, we were. No, it was pretty easy. We just 50-50 yeah. right down the middle. We've we've never it is different as culturally as we are. And we think about the same. Yeah, we're all, we're almost like identical in our, all our thoughts and everything yeah. else. I and mean, we have disagreements, but there's, they're, they're they're still small and irrelevant that I can't even really call any that come to my mind. But like, how, is this results wise, or did you average out over hours each person played? Because if if one person played two hours and the other person played fifteen, no, nah, we, we we just split we split everything in fifty fifty. And did you guys have same bankroll investment amounts? Um, at first, I think I was a little bit more, but uh, he he added to his down yeah. the road, and I think we were pretty close to the same. So, you know, going back to the highly aggressive style of play, I imagine people listening to this, and they're having this, like, inner panic of, ah, I, I like hearing the success stories of the people that are super aggressive, but that sounds really scary or I don't want to just get thrown out every five minutes. Um, you know, what, how, how do you rec reconcile that or why, why have you stuck with an aggressive style? Um, well, uh, I mean, I'll let ZK talk on this. I don't want to hog the mic here, um, so I'm going to let him speak a little bit too. What I think is you're here for the money, you know, at the end of the day, you got thousand dollars, just matter if you work eight hours or Two hours. If I can work two hours, get the seven observe, I'll take the two hours instead of work the eight hours. Yeah. And we're not here to play. We're here to make the money and leave, go to the next one. Yeah. And, 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 and I think, you know, you said it, Colin, in the past, who says that if we play a little less aggressive that we're not going to get backed off anyways? And that's what I say to everybody. And, and some of these casinos, we were going in and we, were, we had – um, a thousand plus hour EV games and to cut that in half or something, you know, just didn't make sense to us. Yeah. If that maybe quarter eighth, you know, it's probably, you know, it's probably way less than that if you're not being as aggressive. Like, right. And we're not playing any cover either. Like yeah. at first when we go to like, Vegas, we heard we're not supposed to spit tents. Yeah. With that, yeah. We're like, I done that once, and I know. Nah, yeah, we, we, we did that one day. I mean, I even think I heard you say you don't split tons in Vegas. We, we did that one day, and we're like, no. And <laughs> we went right back to it. So have, have you noticed any, d does one of you get more time than the other? Because there are, both of you, if I were to see you two in the casino together, you look polar opposite. You know, it's just so, is, is there any, because you have some advantage, because you don't look like you're underage or something, so you don't get the ID scrutiny, but then... See, King has the whole that Asian superpowers. Because sometimes when I got fired, you know, they, um, the casino fire me, they, you know, every time I go, I have to check the ID, the, yeah, ID check. Yeah. yeah, there might be a little bit, but um, it's, it's the same. It's, it feels fairly equal split, it, it, how yeah, much at, time you get. At, at first, I thought it was, uh, it was like the Asian superpower mm -hmm. thing. But I think it really was just he was losing, and when you're losing, it just seems that. I mean, I, I remember playing at a. We were getting ready to leave a casino, and he's waiting in the car, and he's and now all of a sudden I look at my and I'm playing and playing and playing, and I'm just going up to two hands of fifteen hundred at this casino, and I played for seven hours, before they finally countermeasured me in this in the state, and I remember looking at the phone, and he's like, you know. What the, you know, yeah. what's going on? Are you, are you still playing? Are, are you you're like, basically, are you kidding me? How are you still playing? So, you know, for people who think that you can't get the hours playing aggressive, it's just simply not the case because you can, and you just have to be persistent at it. Uh, Zay King, do you get harassed more for your ID more than Stan, like at the cage or at the table? Like, is that, have you noticed that at all? Or Yeah, well, I, I noticed every time I walk in, I, I checked. Like, every time yeah, I walked in. There's a casino that would, uh, yeah, scan his ID and then he'd walk by the blackjack tables and they'd like just basically nod at him and ask him, hey, you going to play blackjack tonight? It was just sort of funny. So since you guys are traveling together and playing similar casinos, do you, is there an advantage of being able to share, share the chips? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, the one thing you, I mean, I would strongly suggest people to do is get some type of chip inventory before you go play. Um, 
if you're going to bet any, I mean, even if, if you have the bankroll, yeah, if you have the bankroll, it. even if you're betting, even, you know, two by 400, if you get a long session, you may, you definitely don't want to have to fill out a CTR to give away your identity. I think that's a huge advantage that doesn't get talked about for people who travel together and play is the whole sharing chips yep. and dividing that up so you can, you know, yeah. Don't have to show ID all the time. That's yeah. not just yeah, that. When really you good. buy in, you know, if you don't have the chip, you you buy in at two thousand, you just catch the eyes right away too. Yeah. Instead of you how you have two thousand chips, drop it. Yeah. yeah. Do you, so with the chip inventory. I'm assuming we talked about this on the podcast, the last podcast I recorded. But uh, you try to avoid the higher denomination chips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember the first time. I Got a thousand dollar chips. I was so excited. Then I got to the cage. I'm like, oh no! I'm like, it, yeah. It was like, no, no. I mean, they were escorting me out of the building at this point. And uh, um, oh, that, that's nice of them. Yeah. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm not giving up my ID. And I was, I was in a city that uh, I had a relative live there, so that it was no issue for me. I was able to give it to them, and they were eventually able to cash it out for me. Even the the thousand dollar chips. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, so how is the whole, you know, I, you guys started just before COVID, is that correct? Yep. Yeah. How has that been in the masks and, you know, has that been good or bad for, uh, for yeah, you guys? I, um, again, I'll let I think the start. COVID has actually helped because they divided the table for three people only. That's pretty good. For double that, the mask man, they can have three people. So that's, I think it's pretty good. A lot faster game, you know. Yeah, I think I think for the most part it's helped off. I think that the casinos were getting a little bit more uh, protective of their chips after COVID. But the, the mask thing for sure helped out. I, mean, I had an issue, and I'm sure we'll get into it later, at one of the casinos. And I had a, I had a trespass there. And uh, I had to make an appointment with the gaming officials to meet me there to try to get some chips that I had to cash them out and um when i was sitting there talking to them and they were trying to explain why they weren't going to cash out my chips and uh um they said they couldn't tell who i was when i came back because the way the way i wear my mask and my hat i didn't have you know they they said well how can i tell who you are and i'm like oh thanks for that bit (laughs) thanks for that bit of information because that was the whole intention of why i was doing it so it worked you know yeah so, so in general, you feel like uh, the masks have outweighed the li- li- and the I guess limiting three people per table have outweighed the l- other restrictions and limited tables and face scanners and stuff. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, facial recognition. I don't think is really. I mean, there's one casino. I mean, in Arizona, it's newer. I mean, I can even say it. I guess Desert Diamond, who's pretty sharp with their facial recognition. Other than that, I don't think. Uh, I ran into a casino that it can that has anything to do with facial recognition with me. Um, sorry, real quick question about um, you two traveling together and playing. How did you, um, if you're going into town, do you switch off places? Do you both play at the same time? Do you circle back around, like one person plays at one place and then you come back later in the week and the other person does it or how do you trade off if we go into one town we mostly go for the best casino first it doesn't matter sometimes we go first i go first depends on and then if he got back off i go in he go to the next one if there's a next one and then you know just yeah i think uh one of the things is because uh it it didn't take long for either of us to get database like it was literally my first legitimate trip i got uh, uh i think mine is like the first month yeah i mean uh, yeah i mean it was ridiculous how fast i got database they they scanned or they got my license plate number and it was a native american casino and then they had their tribal police just get my license plate and then that's how they they got me in the database but the um towards the end just answering your question is uh i would i would play first a lot of times because just for the simple fact he would get id checked so if i went in first it seems like sometimes i would get longer time because they wouldn't know who i was and and z kang has a very unique look to him so i think that he was very distinctive to some of the casinos uh so we in just for the simple fact with the ids if they id him and then they would link us together that we would 
yeah. it was a lot of times better for me to play first because they would never ID me. It's you know it's really cool to me that you guys are so comfortable with with the split. You know you're not um, majoring on the minors or or you know uh, there's a level of uh, putting putting the group before the individual, even though it's a two man group, uh, that I, I don't know. I just think it's really cool. So, yeah, I mean, our team isn't even really a team anymore. He's one of my best friends and I talk to him daily. It's pretty crazy how you develop a, a friendship with somebody doing this stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm pretty lucky on it too. Like without him, I, I think by myself, I don't think I can work this far either. Like yeah. All the traveling, all the back off. If nobody supports you in the band, oh my God, your mental, you know, all that. Yeah, I don't think I can go this far either. So going back to, you mentioned a couple times now, plate scanners and, and your driver's license. How do you guys handle that and, and just parking when, when you're on the road? Yeah, I mean, I, mean I, would, I would tell everybody, and this is really one of the reasons I really was interested in doing a podcast, is to provide information for others that are doing this how important it is not to at all possibilities, which sometimes it's impossible because, you know, they're out in the middle of nowhere, but not to park at the casinos. Yeah. Even, even like we had a place where it was a block away and they still got a picture of the vehicles. Really? Yeah. How? It's, well, I don't know if it's like the stoplights and then it was the entrance of the casino and they literally were getting pictures from their cameras onto the road. That's crazy. Yeah, I talked to someone who worked at Mystic Lake, which has one of the like yeah, the most way. best surveillance, yep. you know, in the country as far as equipment and things like that. I don't know if you would say bet, like not saying like they're the smartest, but at least they pour the most money into it. And they were saying how they can see into the parking lot of that racetrack casino that's like down the road, like way down the road. Like, that far, that's right? what they said. Oh, I don't know. God. Could just be a scare tactic, but one of the great things about being an AP and card counting is meeting people, and I really enjoy meeting other card counters on the road, and then and if you know getting advice, maybe sometimes or actually helping people, which is really like a high for me. And one of the guys that I sort of mentored is from Chicago, and I was playing on a double deck table with him, and this is going to get back to the license plate scanners eventually here in a second. But he was playing when I, I was watching him play, and I'm like, normally I went to the table with another card counter, but he was so ridiculous in the way he was playing i'm like okay i don't care i'm gonna sit here anyways yeah but we ended up becoming really good friends and he was playing with a 17 percent risk of ruin i ran his best oh, man him. and he ended up actually um and i'm still waiting for my commission check <laughs> um he ended up joining bga um under my recommendation and getting your software and he's he's not even a resemblance of the person he was a year and a half ago he's like i don't even recognize that guy anymore so he's going to mystic lake um and I'm telling him, do not park your car because he's been there already before. I said, do not go into their parking lot. And he decided not to take my advice mm. and did it. And he got literally zero time. Wow. Yeah, so Mystic Lake is really, really sharp. And, and if, if you don't, if you think you're willing to take the risk of doing it, you're, you're playing with, uh, suicide with the casinos to get your identity and back offs or whatever else it may be. Unless, unless you have a rental car or something. Well, you mentioned that, you know, one of the things we could talk about is what security asks you at the back off. So can you give some uh, input there? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, Z-Kang can talk about this too, but I mean, they'll even ask like ridiculously personal questions like, Oh, I see you're like, uh, what's your bankroll? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like, you know, oh, so what sports team do you like? There's like yeah, all these, of, all, like all these, per like, I know that. Yeah. All these, all this personal information, like in like, I'm like, so I asked him, I'm like, well, what team do you like? And, you know, so-and-so. But, yeah, I mean, the first, one of my first back-offs, they started asking, like, really ridiculously personal information, and I was giving them a, a line of crap. And I, and I realized later that I, I still said too much to them. Oh, wow. And, uh, um, yeah, but then it happened again at another casino. Like, they started asking all these questions, and I asked them, well, how many kids do you have? Do you have a girlfriend? And they're like, why are you asking me that? I'm like, well, what? I said, why are you asking me all these personal questions? So what, tell me more about this back off. Uh, you know, I'm kind of surprised you, did, you weren't just, you know, walking out uh, 
of the casino and not having a conversation? Yeah. Was this like you, you needed to cash out? The yeah, I was, there, I was walking in the cage. They were going to let me cash out with showing ID. And then they were just, they're, what he was doing is just digging. What, what, what they try to do is dig for any little information they can so they can put it in your database. Because mm. this Favorite casino was teams. <laughs> yeah, it was, which was one of them. But I mean, this casino was like uh, some other stuff. And yeah, but after that, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I, I really, really, um, I'm an introvert in nature. So I really try to analyze things. And after I got done, I'm like, okay, yeah, we have to improve on this. Yeah, for me, I mean, I can, if I see some guy coming, it's like, I know there's a back off, like, oh, time's up. And those two guys are, yep, oh, yeah. just beef. Yeah, well, it's, now it's just like, oh, time's up. And then it's like, yep, your time's up. And then just leave. I don't even talk to them. If yeah, they ask I mean, me more, I'm like, no, I mean, I, I, I mean, if we're going to get into back offs, I mean, at some point, I mean, I had some somewhat more aggressive back offs where, you know, they were trying to block the door away from me from leaving. Um, I took a significant amount of money from this casino and then I went back a week later. They flatbedded me that um, the prior time, but, you know, they came back and started playing again and it took them a while to recognize me. And then they just flipped out. They're like, hey, you, come over here. And I wouldn't leave the table. I was just buying in for another uh, a couple thousand dollars and it was like a stalemate they wanted me to leave the table but they weren't going to give me my money oh. or, or whatever and then finally they gave me two thousand dollars in chips and i started walking out and this guy was um and i made a mistake here um the guy was blocking the doorway from from leaving and uh my male ego powerlifting mentality sort of got the better of me and i just got a side of him like there's no way this guy's stopping me from leaving i'm saying and i wasn't being aggressive but I just got a side of them to sort of wedge my way and cut through. But, you know, if anybody gets in that situation, pull out your phone and just start recording it right away. Yeah. Don't mess around with these guys. If they're going to do that, I mean, anything you can get on video to keep these guys accountable, you know, is better than to, to say, yeah, well, you're, you know, my, my ego doesn't need to be involved in this. Yeah. It, this came up, uh, I think, this last two days at the boot camp. If, you know, even asking the question, are you detaining me against my will? You know, are yeah. you, yeah. are you yeah. accusing me of a crime? Because if so, I'm calling my lawyer. Otherwise I would like to leave. Yeah. And Z, Z King actually sort of sent me in my place afterwards. He goes, oh, you're, and you can even expand on this. He pretty much said, oh, you're so stupid. You needed to record that. <laughs> he doesn't really, he doesn't really, uh, mince words. <laughs> yep. So I know Z King, you have a pretty, like a pretty bad backroom experience. Can you tell us about that? Which one? The one, the one that's happened recently. <laughs> Which one? The, one? the one that just happened recently where they, they, they handcuffed you. Oh, well, I want to say about that one. Yeah, I mean, it, it, this is this is a backroom experience where, I mean, let me try to get it in there enough where he can explain it. Uh, we can't go into too much detail about it, but they they took him into the back room. The gaming officials did in uh, this in uh, state-run place. Yeah, yeah, and this this actually was one pack to the same place where they weren't they weren't going to cash out my chips. He tried to cash out my chips there, and, they, and he, the gaming he had to go to the gaming officials were there, and they they made him sign a piece of paper. And I'm like, what what piece of paper? And it was his Miranda rights. And so this all comes into effect when he goes to this back room, and. Uh, um, he gets in there and they're um, questioning him and you can sort of take over from there. Yeah, they just ask like, you know, what kind of questions, but I don't think I can tell the reason though. Yeah, but I mean, you can go into... Um, well, so how did you end up in the back room? Did they take the chips and say, unless you come back here... Yeah, sort of something like that, yeah. Yep. And he got, once he got into the back room, they... Uh, um, just just tell them sort of what they said to you if you, if you cooperate and you know they wanted to just actually sign them Miranda well yeah they're going to ask me to sign the um, sign the thing um, the Miranda and then I was just like oh at that point then I need the lawyer you know yeah. and then they, they're still going to ask you questions they're still going to like strong arm they still try to get you know information because they know they cannot charge you just they just try to get what the hell is this guy doing? How he get advantage? He just try to get so information. So is the reason you can't talk about it because you're pursuing it legally? Um, or yeah, I can't, can't say that either. Yeah, there's there's something with the identities and stuff there that we can't okay. really go into. But what the the funny part about this one is, uh, he, he and he's leaving out this part of the story. But he, they once he would sign the Miranda right paper, 
they were really trying to put the pressure on him, and they gave him a, like uh, one of these things, like if you cooperate, and then he oh, can explain like, to this. this it's is like, funny. oh, um, if you you know give me the information, I will. I'm ninety eight percent sure you can go home today. And then I tell them, oh, I take the two percent. I'm, <laughs> I'm the gambler. It, it, that, that was that was huge balls because they they literally had him. Yeah, they they tried to you know, at one point, said you know. things like that, but if you know you're right, just you know be, you know just. Don't say anything. We'll wait for the lawyer. Do you, you guys keep a lawyer's phone number on? He actually called me, and I was, I was, I had a um, what's his name, Bob Lowe. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, I was ready to get in contact with him as he was there. So yeah. So how do you guys handle cashing out the chips when when you have these trespasses or you know the, these kind of situations? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the first one was you know was our first was pretty much our third casino and there was after the second casino after we teamed up and i remember i remember actually getting a hold of you saying what do we do we have all these chips i mean we had you know like 20 some thousand dollars in chips and, you know we just started playing and we're just like oh my god look at all these chips you know what are we going to do and you know you have sort of a an option um you know you can try to sell them to other people maybe at a discounted rate um or you can hold on them if you're going to come back and um and we decided at this point um that he wasn't i was already trespassed from there so i couldn't go back in he just he was gonna bite the bullet and just go in there and you can sort of talk there's sort of a funny story remember when you were trying to cash him out and the guy behind you was taking pictures of his hundred dollar oh, chips yeah. and stuff this is yeah funny. i was in the line waiting on it and um the the, the guy behind me oh look i win two hundred dollars today or some something like that he's paying you know was talking to a girlfriend or whatever like two hundred dollars and then once I get to the cage, you know, I put all the thousand dollar chips on it on the table. That guy's like, shit. It was, yeah, it was like literally like forty five oh, minutes. Shit. He like, like and, had to like triple and you know how count them. Yeah, take, yeah mm-hmm. they take like hours to you know wear five your ID, blah blah blah, and then people in the line because there's only one window at that point. Yeah, and then, yeah. I mean for for cashing out chips, I mean you you just got to be patient. I know I sometimes it'll take us. You know, six hours throughout the course of a day to cash out chips. Maybe go to the casino, come back. Yeah, you gotta be patient. Just yeah, the one time I wasn't patient. Sure enough, they they got me on a CTR from the time I was there. Oh wow! I tried to cash out like uh, fifteen hundred was working, and we, he goes, "Just try three thousand. So I go up there three thousand the next time. But to try to get out of there just a little bit faster. And yep, that, that was the limit. They wonder they weren't gonna let me get away with it. So you have to be patient. So you told me you referenced a story that you have where. A Pit boss tried to shuffle. Oh yeah, yeah. mid mid hand. Yeah, this this has come up on the forum, and I, and I sort of um, said I would, uh, you know, refer to this at a uh, future time, and this is the time. So I think people think, and I was probably one of them, and I think a lot of people don't understand act the actual um, rights of what the casino can do, which is pretty much. They can pretty much kill a hand almost at any point, other than unless you pretty much have a blackjack. And uh, I was at a casino um, in Nevada, and uh, it was five dollars minimum to five max. And so basically, once we went to a true two, we were at max bets. You know, two five, hands of five hundred. Yeah, two hands of five hundred. And the first time I went to two hands of five hundred, he's that the pit boss is yelling for the dealer to uh, shuffle, and he starts dealing. And and I knew I was done at this point, right? You know, in uh, yeah. And, 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 he, and he's like, no, pick up the card. And then I'm like, hey, well, you owe me for this hand. And he's like, we don't owe you anything. And I, I wasn't being belligerent or anything else, but I, I thought I was right at that point. You know, he started dealing and, you know, if you kill the hand and, you know, that's my money. And then they actually had a, like, it was, it was funny because almost like all the gamblers in the area were like, yeah, you owe him. They were like, it was like a gang up on the casino. And this guy was just getting more elevated as far as his, his anger and he's getting mad and, and he, and he literally told the one gambler sitting at the table next to me, he goes, hey, listen, you mind your own business and play at that table over there. And I'm just like, I'm like, I cannot believe you talked to the couple. So you, they completed the hand? Like you won, you no, won they, the hand? No, they, they, they just dealt the first card out, and then they, it, was, it was a two. But, you know, it, I didn't even get the second card, and I'm like, well, you owe me. And then it just came into like a, just an argument, and they just kept elevating it. And I think for a two, I'd probably be okay just canceling the hand. Yeah, but, you know, the next card could have been a nine, you know, you don't know, you know, so, in, uh, or the next hand could have been a blackjack. And so, you, I mean, but anyways, you know, I thought I was right, but the, the, the part of this, I mean, there's really a long part of this whole thing that happened here was um, I ended up getting a hold of gaming. I mean, I, I ended up talking to Joe that day, and I think you, you eventually even got back to me. 
eventually. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, and, and I appreciate everybody getting back to me because and everybody's like, well, yeah, I think they owe you or I think, you know, I don't know. And But gaming pretty much tells you, and this is in Nevada, that they can kill the hand. I mean, they, they, the, the whole hand could have been dealt and as long as nobody has a blackjack or something there, they can kill it. You know? Wow, that's, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had the exact same thing happen. This was like maybe four years ago. Maybe something changed, but like it was the exact same scenario. I they com- they completed, you know, they dealt out all my hands, so I even like split hands, and I tried to double, and then they wouldn't let me double and things like that. And they they finished the hand, and then I lost all the. It was like three or four thousand. I lost the, the whole hand, and then gaming came over, and they sure enough, like the palm sent me a check for all my hands that I had out. Like, but it sounds a little different because they. They completed my hand, but they just they changed the rules of the game yeah, in the yeah. mid hand because they wouldn't let me double anymore. So I got to yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, they, 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 I was walking out of that casino too, and because it got to the point where they there's trespass time, right? Because this guy just elevated things so like no one yeah. around, and, and I saw the security guard's hand come right by my shoulder, and then it, you know, this is why it's important for people to listen. I just put my you know it's a podcast, all the videos you have out. I put my hands in the air and just said, "Don't touch me." Don't do anything because literally at that point, I really felt the security guard was ready to grab me and it just escalated into this whole thing where they were, this casino was so aggressive and I, my, I don't have a problem with confrontation, but you know, I'm trying to get out of there and not create a scene, but it was, but it just got elevated and then I had to go call gaming and I went back in and there just, he was basically just this security guard with the pit boss or casino manager were just waiting for me to come back in when I had to cash in the chips because we were leaving. We, I was trespassed. We, I wasn't able to come back there. And they, um, they were just basically yelling out to trespass at me. And he's like, are you listening to me? Are you listening? He's just getting more elevated because I was ignoring him. You know, I was like, whatever. And, but yeah, so that was an interesting story. I, I, I had the audio on that and sent it to a few people. So I think you've heard that story, you know, live. And It's, yeah. it's amazing how upset casinos can get that someone's trying to trying to win yeah i mean it was it was unbelievable how like this security guard would call me a little effing prick as i was walking across across the street because i wouldn't stop so he could read me the trespass like that one hand that they killed or the two hands was you know it was a ten dollar that was worth ten dollars you know they're getting that upset over that but they don't it's yeah they're I mean, this, this casino, I think, uh, had a pass where they actually had a six-figure lawsuit against them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nice. So they're, they're known to be aggressive. So how do you guys uh, approach networking on the road, Z-King? Yeah, so if something with networking comes across, it was, it's uh, um, mostly with me because it's sometimes communication, and he's so straightforward with people, it's sort of like might be a little too much for the person to handle. But we had it recently where he ran into somebody in a casino out in the West Coast and uh, he was able to link up with them and I ended up meeting up with them. So he's able to network fine himself also and that, that was actually pretty useful. But networking, I think, is probably one of the single most important things that you have to do. Like we couldn't be where we were at today without doing it. And um, I've listened to certain things as far as networking and if you're new, you're going to have to be willing to give up something good to these people to get, they, you're going to have to earn their trust. And you, maybe your, your little secret casino or this great game that you found. But if there's somebody that you talk to that's been established or whatever, you know, that has good information, you may have to give it up to them. And, and it, cause at some point you're going to have to gain the trust in these people for them to give you anything. People are just not going to hand you information or help you out and you know they're going to have to be able to trust you and i think that was one of the things with with uh z king and i is that people trusted us we're our ethics are really really high we don't you know screw people over and we're able to network as a team very well um and that it's 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 i i, I mean when we first started you know i just said well you don't need that but it's just just the wrong attitude i mean you you have to network it's how do you determine someone else is trustworthy with... Uh, yeah, that, that's a good point. Um, and, uh, you know, I always do, between both of us, um, and the next question we really got to let Zeke <laughs> talk here, but um, it, maybe we can talk about how he does his laundry in the bathtub. 
stepping on it like grapes or yeah, something. Yeah, we need some good road tips here. Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's certain people out there. I mean, I know one guy, and I, I, and I know his reputation isn't the greatest, and but it didn't take long for me even before knowing this to uh, understand that he was not a trustworthy guy. First, he audited me in a casino when I was wearing a hat on BGA, and then it got deleted right away. But uh, um, Was that just, you, Joe? No. <laughs> but, I mean, <laughs> I but he, I mean, he, he he simply says he's got thousands of hours in a, on a table, and then he then he's out in Vegas asking me, you know, where to play and and then how to cash chips out at a certain casino. I'm like, I'm like, are you kidding me? So you just have to have your feelers yeah, yeah, out yeah. for if if, yeah. if someone what it, yeah they seem worth. Well, and BJ is great, and I and, and I almost forgot about this. There's two people in the column, Oliver and Lisa, because they're sort of like the Green Acres. If nobody knows what Green Acres is, but it's an old TV show. That's what they wanted me to refer them to. Uh-huh. But yeah, they were. Uh, we were going to a casino, and or we were in a casino that would had a reputation to being extremely fast back offs, and we weren't finding that at all. And we were betting. This is right when we started. We were betting and getting serious time, and you know, uh, two by, I mean, get that time four fifty five hundred in that area. Um, and they were coming. They said, "Well, my team and I are coming in. Uh, teammate and I are coming into this area." And I'm like, "Oh my God! Don't come into here now. We're here, you know." And I reached out to them and asked them when they were coming. And um, it ended up being that they were coming in weeks and in, 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 in ahead of time. And once we both got done there, I was able to contact with them, and it ended up building a network with these two people. That he's an extremely good friend, and I talk to them daily. And his teammate, the Lisa part, is actually quit her job now, and and she's full time making way more money than she had doing her other job, and she has the freedom of traveling. So yeah, I mean, networking can be with somebody who's very well trusted and that has a is established. But these people are relatively new. But in, as it grow along, like the Oliver Park guy, this guy's an extremely smart guy with pro, you know programming computers and everything else so even if the person's new or you know may not have some type of establishment in the community you never know what that's going to lead to so we we always bone stuff off of people i mean it somebody just because somebody that is new or doesn't have experience does not mean that you shouldn't give them any time because you never know what that person's going to end up being in a year or so how have you guys handled um well, I guess I'll ask you, Z King. How, is there anything you can do to counteract the fact that you were put in a database so so soon? Or you know, is, is there is it just playing unrated uh, with the limits you guys are playing? I don't see how you can play unrated. Um, yeah, you can still play unrated, but for me, because every time I go to the casino, I already ID check already. If it's just a matter of time to go in the database. But if providing going to database, I was uh, don't drive your car to the casino. Almost just Uber in, you know. Yeah, good. Prevent attack. Um, pay like normal. Yeah, and and and, 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 and I kid him about stuff because we, like we had a casino that I called his girlfriend because he talks to it like he lost his girlfriend when he lost <laughs> it. And and he played rated there and they databased and he. I think he took what, like in seven days or something over the course yeah. of seven days, and he wasn't playing long sessions. He took around fifty thousand dollars from yeah, these guys. Yeah, that was the best moment. Man. Was <laughs> like, and he was playing rated in a database. I was over. playing to the um, twenty-five dollar to two thousand dollar two hands um, every day. I got like six hours. So you got your you got your fifty bucks back from the original that made you wanted to get into card counting that you lost that one night. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it's funny too because you know we our bets were so aggressive and we look back and I, I talked to you about this the other day that you don't realize how fun the beginning is and and before we started this podcast today we were talking about when we first met we went early because we didn't want to play the ten dollar tables we had to play the five dollar tables and then we're betting these you know crazy amounts and. But yeah, I mean, he he got this. That's I think that Asian superpower at this casino really helped him there too. I disagreed it. I still got back. Yeah, he's he's hilarious at the table. Like I, I don't think I could play at the same table with him. I'd I'd just be laughing the whole time. <laughs> so because uh, they're going to do an ID check anyway, you just play rated and and hope they don't look you up. No, actually, I still don't. Even though they check my ID, but I still don't play rated. Just. 
Um, but do you try to avoid a CTR then, or just yeah. or you play you you well, deal with it when it, when if it happens? I, if I got a CTR, then yeah, then I pay rate as I hey, PayPal's I forgot my ID, blah blah blah. I'll see if you get me comps. But before the CTR, I I still gonna pay on rated. This is yeah this yeah, yeah he, um he did learn though like at certain casinos where they even scan IDs that you might as well play rated. Because they, once they gave your idea at the door, yeah. he, you know, in that aspect. But, um, it really depends on the casinos. Yeah. There's no right or wrong answers. Yeah. If you know the, if you got information about a casino, they don't fire you or they don't database you, they don't care. Then yeah, this particular it. casino that we knew that you're supposed to play rated at, that he was, you know, that he took on the that's money. That's why from. um, we talk to people, get information. That's really important by just soloing. Yeah, I, I was just. You know, people want a hot take. They want a quick answer. You know, yeah. um, I think one of the things I've really been been thinking about um, after last, you know, we just finished a boot camp um, yesterday, and so it's been several days of endless hours of conversations about blackjack. But one of them is there isn't like like you said, it, it depends on the casino, and people are going to have to get over that fact that there isn't a definitive right answer all the time of of what to do but the only thing you can do is try to tip the scales in your favor by finding out what information you can otherwise live with it you know you might do the wrong thing and you'll never know or you might do the right thing and you'll never know you just gotta be okay with some of that ambiguity i I can tell everybody that you're not you're you're gonna make mistakes on the road and it's gonna bother you but you're human you're 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 gonna make mistakes and you just have to learn from them um and you know we the times that i figured or that we made mistakes was either we were just a little bit reckless or impatient those are the two things i always sort of find as a common factor when we when we make a mistake and if you think that you'll take a chance it might not hurt you that's a that's the wrong attitude because if it might hurt you, you 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 can't take that chance um so yeah so yeah i would tell everybody you know just don't rush and don't do anything reckless. So we're, uh, you know, running short on time here. It's probably about time to start wrapping it up. But I want to see if Joe has any other questions, but also just if you guys have any, sh- any oh, yeah. favorite stories I, you want to I share. have one thing to say before we wrap up, and this is concerns, you know, this aggressive person sitting next to you, but that'll be in a, a second here. He has a funny story about the same casino he was playing at a he went up to the table and there's an asian lady playing and she didn't want him to play so she had the, the limits raised this is funny it was hilarious yeah that was my favorite casino too um is this the girl the girlfriend no no no, 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 no. oh okay. so this is some, ga- some, some gambler another gambler. another another yeah. casino girlfriend <laughs> it was just a you know a female gambler it was like oh she wanted to be solo on the table, so she weighs up the the, the minimum to two hundred dollars, and so she oh I'm so high you know roller on the thing, <laughs> and then I was like oh, okay let's do it because that's the only table she took my table yeah. so I'm like, okay let's do it I put all my you know thousand dollar chips on it, cause, and then she's like oh you playing I'm like yeah it's only two hundred dollars, and then she freaked out she's like oh I want to play alone yeah but, was- oh if you want to say so just ask me I, I you know you don't have to waste up the table to be an asshole he had a, he had another like I didn't get a lot of grief from the um, this is you know from the other players and I don't know if it's my appearance or whatever yeah they look but, down on you yeah. But he had a, a guy at one of this a new casino that opened up recently, and this guy was just giving a major crap the whole time. And then when you have to go at, uh, what is it? Remember, you remember, and then you said, see, you see, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, I was playing on the table, you know, when we spread or, you know, getting three hands and all that, you know, you're most likely going to piss the other players. They're like, oh, every time, uh, what, why after you, you know, spread, you know, we never win a hand and blah, blah, blah. And after five minutes later, you know, um, the big boss come over, it's like, oh, your game is too good for us, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then that two gambler become my friends. Like, oh, my God, can, can I have your phone number? And how did you do this? Oh, my God, you you know, so pro. I'm like, you, you wasn't saying that like five minutes ago. That was a Yeah, it was so funny. And then, and the, then guy, the guy was asking him what games to play, all yeah, this stuff. He, yeah, he asked me uh, what, what slot or what game I should play. And then I, I put him... 
a game that benefit us. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were gonna get killed. To play. He was the, uh, this I casino. mean he's still losing anyway, so why doesn't help us out? He was he was the first back off at this casino. Oh wow. Yeah. How did you find that out? It was brand new and it was there's oh, nobody else. Okay. Yeah. It was it was funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean some of the stories that we have is like um in Vegas, I we have a casino in Vegas that we can play super aggressive split tens and still get time and 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 so it can be done. I mean, I played uh, seven hours in Vegas splitting tens, and the only reason why I stopped is because I was literally going to both fall asleep. Um, yeah. So, if you have any other questions for me, or Joe, or how, how, how do you wash your laundry in the? <laughs> bathroom well sometimes because you know on the road he's so cheap <laughs> it's not cheap it's like you he, can't found laundry or it's too far somewhere or too cold or whatever it is. <laughs> you just drop it into the bathtub and just put the, some um, um shampoo on it you know <laughs> just tap on it and you know old-fashioned you know I think a lot day. of us have been there yeah 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 so has, has there ever been an incident where you two are playing at the same casino and then that caused some kind of problem or yeah i mean we we could talk about this one a little bit I'll, it, was, it was sort of funny because I, I was supposed to play so we went into the casino and i started playing and i'm looking around for him and i couldn't find him i'm like where is he he's gonna be walking around then i'll let him tell the story because he ended up clearing out the whole rack on this table yeah he was supposed to play and i supposed to you know just walk around somehow and then i found you know i was back counting and found out i was pretty good so i sit on it i never lost my hand that was like core shoes and then i was i was the side of him playing so there's only one pit boss on the road so the pit boss was keep running fun and bad like a cockroach i was like what's going on to you know all of a sudden two high rollers on the table and and because i was keep running you know back in the day it was two hands 800 i think top back yeah, so I clean up all the hundreds they have. They have to put, you know, chips out. So, yeah, the, the, and then the pit boss found out him was counting too. So, he yeah, keep so calling. They, they, had keep, a, they had to open up a table that was next to him to pay him chips. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so the, 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 there's no black action at this casino. So, the, this pit boss was literally, it, it had to be, you know, 20, 30 feet. He's running back and forth like, a, he, <laughs> like his head was cut off. I mean, they were in full panic. I mean, that was, is awesome. It was hilarious. So you guys played at the same casino separately, but that makes me wonder if you guys have experimented with any team play as far as spotter BP. Um, we, we talked about it, but um, even listening to some of the stuff you did, we, we just realized the EV wasn't as good. Yeah, it wasn't worth it. So it wasn't worth it to us. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, some of these places where the max is 500 or so, it's, it's not like you're right. coming in as a big player and bidding, like, way more than that. So, you, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we already play, you know, um, so progressive, you know, the big player thing just don't work. Just yeah, it sounds like you guys are not interested in any form of cover. No, and and spotter BP is just a form of cover. So why 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 do it? Yeah, uh, well, the one thing I have to say is that um, I'm really you know try to stay active throughout the day, and I have to stay healthy with my past medical. So I got into boxing, and as soon as I got into boxing, I was talking to Joe about it, and he wanted to fight me right away. He's so he's so aggressive. I mean, I, I didn't know what it was. I'm like, I'm this frail older guy, you know, and he's he's like, well, let's fight, you know, and and you know, I want to do this too. Well, I mean, I, it is virtual reality. It wasn't like real fighting, but so, but the first thing he wanted to do is fight me, and then I'm like, you know, I'm like, finally, I'm like, okay, you know, you know, let, let's do it. But you know, he was like two months that he wanted. He's like, oh, let's fight, you know. But the first thing out of his mouth is, I got virtual reality. And he says, well, can we fight each other? <laughs> so, I mean, not only is he like, he's super aggressive in blackjack, but I think his personality is like, I think he's a pretty aggressive guy here. I think I had 15 chicken breasts that day for lunch, and it got <laughs> me really amped up. <laughs> yeah, it's hard for me to picture uh, that, that Joe wanted to pick a fight with you. But <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> it's so funny. But anyways, it was his, it was his birthday. So uh, Z King and I bought him a, a virtual reality set. And and I had the time of my life watching him yeah. <laughs> use it the other the other night. And I got to try it too and kept falling from a cliff so, yeah, over and it, over. It, and over. But, it all, it, but it's, it, I'm telling you, it's a heck of a workout. And I'm, I'm super glad he likes it. And uh, we'll, we'll see if we ever box each other. <laughs> 
You know, that's that's a cool little pro tip to end it on. If if someone's looking for a way to stay active on the road, yeah. maybe maybe uh, Oculus yeah. with it, the it, fitness. It you is. Know. I got all kinds of fitness stuff on there and in the boxing because a lot of times I can't do my cardio in the gym. It's the hours get late or whatever. Sure. So I can do it in a hotel room. But. Yeah, especially now when a lot of places are closed anyway. So, yeah, it's a good option. Yeah, there you go. Well, thanks guys so much for taking the time to share about your story. I hope that, uh, you know, both the the pursuit of advantage play being casinos and just the, the relationship continues to Yeah, to Colin, I mean, it's, it's a pleasure being here. I mean, it's just, you know, it's an honor to be on this podcast. I mean, if I was going to do a podcast, I, I always said that it was going to be this one first. And then if we do anything else, we can follow up. But I, I wanted to give back to the Blackjack Apprenticeship um, community. And, uh, and, and you hear stories that, you know, basically a jealousy of people talking about you or whatever else. And, I, and, I, and this is, I'm not trying to kiss up to anyone else, but you're probably one of the nicest, most upstanding people that somebody could meet. So anybody who talks crap about you, is out of complete <laughs> jealousy because I mean, if they don't know you, I mean, it's just, it's to me, it's insanity to say anything bad about Colin Jones. Well, thanks for saying that, but you want to fight? <laughs> 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 thanks, guys. Hey, anybody listening in that wants to learn more about uh, beating being casinos with advantage play and, and uh, primarily card counting, or wants to reach out to Stan the Caddy or Z King, you can do that through Blackjack Apprenticeship. And we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. If you want to learn more about card counting and you're not a member of Blackjack Apprenticeship, check it out where we have an entire video course. We have a training suite to teach you every skill you need to know. We have betting software, a casino database. We have results tracking software, members only podcasts, and even more behind the paywall. So you can check that out at blackjackapprenticeship.com. Oh, I forgot to mention, we have a forum and a chat room and I'm gonna see if I can get Stan the Caddy and ZK to do a scheduled chat room Q&A for those of you who have more questions for them. All right, hope you enjoy and we will catch you in the membership area. Mm -hmm.